gentlemen and whatever dwarf is you have joined us for the empire in exile episode number 29 tonight we're gonna have some fun we're gonna talk about time travel now i know i know i know neither dwarf nor i are astrophysicists or you know um scientists or whatever you should be to talk intelligently about time travel we're gonna have some fun we're gonna philosophize a little bit about time travel what it is whether we believe in it whether we should believe in it all those different things but um let's get to it how you doing dorf from YouTube. I am doing not too bad. Uh, we did take last week off, and our actually our episode uh, before that was we have joined club. We have officially been had a episode removed, and uh, unfortunately, it was purged and deleted out of the back end. Or I did something wrong after the the. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Wu Tang yeah, is for the children. Empire in Exile is for the children locally, too. So we lost it. So that that is uh, we're like the one. That is a fact. Thought. Congratulations! You own like the uh, what was it the Wu Tang Clan album that they only made one of? <laughs> really? I think actually. Uh, so farmer bro there was a uh, there was a was the guy i went to high that, school with who uh passed uh, away um, a very young uh person in, in some very strange and weird circumstances but uh, he was a rapper that a lot of us in high school used to go see and we were trying to find um some more copies of al dog as dirty as i want to be um a few years ago and as it seems, despite asking many people from our from our high school, it would seem that my brother-in-law owns the only only cassette, the the only cassette copy. Yeah. Oh, cassette. Oh, yeah, cassette. Uh, the yeah, yeah. I it it would Remaining seem as copy. if my brother-in-law is the only man left alive oh, who owns a copy of Al Dog is dirty as I want to be. Deteriorating medium um, too. Somewhere. But maybe there's another one out there. So if you're out there and you're listening to this, con contact us. It's you have you have a bit of musical gold on your hands. <laughs> um, so Dorf, let's start this way. Let let's let let's start it off this way. Um, and make because I want to ask now at the very beginning, and maybe towards the end, maybe you or I will change each other's minds here a little bit. Or as we get to talking, we'll have some revelations. But at the very beginning of the show, time travel, leaning towards yes, it's possible, leaning towards no. Um, so uh... My understanding of the theoretical physics behind it is that it is something achievable. Actually, I messed with my microphone settings in the uh, pre-show, and now it's not acting the way it was earlier. But anyway, 
um, the theoretical physics behind it. I un- I understand ability that you know what what that leads to. I I do see that as a possibility. What I'm not seeing is the evidence that it would ever be achievable with humans. So the the idea. So the one thing that can really affect a linear flow of time is an, a, a large enough force of gravity. Is okay, I may be butchering this. I'm not an expert on it. That's my understanding. No, but you're you're and, quoting Einstein here, though. That that's good. You're you're on the well. And there's uh, there's plenty of others that have built work, but so large enough mm-hmm. application of gravity, you can alter time. I don't know that you can reverse it. So the reason that, you know, as one of our bullet topics is, is you haven't seen any time travelers is we aren't advanced enough yet to go backwards from our current point. But we could, you know, it's very, if you want And you're you're referencing to. I'm sorry. I'm just. I just mean to jump in for a second, but uh, you're referencing the weight of gravity, the weight of gravity being able to weigh down on space time, which is what what Einstein spoke of. Directly observable now. In essence, you know, the functional or what you would think from a science fiction perspective is time travel. We're we're not. It's not capable yet. Um, You see some items. Like I'm, I'm I'll call it weight. So gravi- gravity, the, the weak gravitational force, force which for all intents and functional purposes, in for the for those who live ninety nine point nine percent of their life at sea level, or, or it's the same thing. Um, the uh, yeah, so that you can start manipulating mass and and use and propel and propelling things by a mass reduction instead of having to apply a force to it. So when you do that, you can potentially also start playing off time dilation uh, of gravity much easier, much more functionally, um, which would make time travel possible. So you could have folks in the functional way you'll see that in our lifetime would be somebody being able to survive a human lifetime to travel into deep space and leave our solar system you're not going to see somebody go back in time and influence historical events i i, I understand it's theoretically critical uh, physics you could do it um i just don't know where you're going to get a large enough gravitational force to affect right. time see i i i am one of these people that although i love the topic to, of time travel you know, i think it's fun i think it's uh, fascinating it i 
I um, and it was my idea to do this show tonight, but uh, I much more lean towards no, it's it's impossible. I I and you know I'm I'm supposed to be the resident tinfoil hat wearer here, who believes in all the crazy stuff, but I I don't believe time traveler is possible, and it sounds like a simple idea. What you mentioned, Dorf, and what the title of the show is is that. If time travel exists, then where are all the time travelers? And by saying that, I simply ask that question because if it ever exists, I mean, you're talking about time here. Einstein said time was the fourth dimension. If if you're talking that time travel can exist, then it exists everywhere. It, it exists all over the place. So to point out that where all the time travelers either civilization will die out before we can figure it out or it's impossible because they would be they'd be here they'd be coming back we we would have evidence of time travelers popping in yeah they they pop in because we can't do it but us in the future can so where are they you'd see them by now because well to mm -hmm. to add to your point Josh if travel in the way you understand it or your way you're explaining that is ever achievable it would be achievable already because if you've got it at one point and, and you can use it to, to move backwards um, then you have it now or in previous in prior time than now you have it already sure or, and that's like you you know, said, because it's, if it's it exists at some point then people would want to go see dinosaurs belly up. people would want to you know come come influence events it'd be huge time travel tourism well, and, would be time travel to the best thing ever and then you'd have the the Gatesian, Bill Gatesian types who be like, I'm going to go save the world and right. go back time and oh, I'm going to kill baby Hitler. Well, I hate to break it to right. you. Um, baby Goebbels is right. the one you need, so get him first. Because uh, if it's not him, um, yeah, he, he Sure, and sure, and Gearing. Joseph Goebbels Gearing, too. Need to really be worried about, but um, you know, but the, oh, yeah. and the thing I'm is with this, Dorf, is that, okay, so we're talking <sighs> Okay, so say, well, well, it's in the future, but only the government controls it, and they're really stingy about it. But eventually, it gets to a point where it's just easy. You know, eventually it does, and, and somebody's going to renegade, be the renegade, and do it. Now, there are other instances for that. You could say, maybe there's time travelers coming back all the time, and they're constantly changing things, and we just don't know. Like, you know, I, you know, it's 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 resetting constantly. Everything's resetting all the time, and we just don't even realize that that as of yesterday in this timeline, you and I never met each other, Dorf. But it just seems like we do now because it was reset, and then everything changed. You know, because somebody went back in time to 1978, and you know, changed a bunch of stuff. I don't buy that. I'm just saying that it's a, uh, you know, I'm I'm throwing stuff out for the sake argument here now there's several paradoxes and this is another thing that you know bothers me i was going to do the other i was going to do the grandfather paradox first but instead we'll do the you you mentioned killing baby hiller 
Okay, the what I call, you know, some people would call this the self-consisting principle, I think is, you know, I didn't make that up. So, you know, somebody, that, I'm just calling it the kill Hitler paradox, right? Everybody wants to go back in time and kill baby Hitler because he's evil and he sucks. But if you go back in time and kill Hitler when he's a baby and then jump back to your own time and it worked, there's no longer reason for you to go back and do it. Hitler died. Hitler died in 1925 under this scenario, or 19, yeah, you know, whatever. You know, it doesn't matter when you kill him, but you know, you you so you go back to 1925, you kill Corporal Adolf Hitler, and he's dead. Now you're back. You never knew. Uh, 1925. I'd say he's uh, in jail, isn't he? Because he, he's already served in he served in World War One as a as a as a corporal. Yeah, he's cor corporal in World War One. So that's that ends in 1918. Then he's back. Is he back in Austria? Is he in jail yet? I'm not sure. I I, I don't know the exact time. I I probably should, but I but I don't. So he's but he's roughly 25 years old at that at that point. Um. Yeah, I you know he's a uh, late teen, early twenties in nineteen eighteen. So, um, actually, no, actually, he's probably close to like thirty in nineteen twenty five. Um, but if you do that now, there's no longer reason to go back and kill Hitler. So, how do you know to go back and kill Hitler when you're, you know, you I, it's twenty twenty one. I'm going back in time to kill Hitler. How did you know in twenty twenty that Hitler was bad? You didn't, because he died. 1889, okay. Uh, okay. I said 25 or 30, okay. Uh, 1889? Okay, so he'd be 36. We, by the way. Right on. All right, supposedly. We could do a whole yeah, show on whether or not Hitler died then. He was born in 1889, by the way. So he'd be his nerdies, mid thirties in nineteen twenty-five. Exactly. Yes, yes. I would love to do that show at some point. But I don't April want to get sidetracked. So that that's a that's a paradox in and of itself. But the, the most popular paradox that people talk about when discussing time travel is the grandfather paradox. Whether or not if you go back in time and kill your grandfather. How could you go back in time to kill your grandfather? You were never because you were never born. And this is this is the paradox, you know. Some people say it more nicely and say you go back in time and accidentally kill your grandfather. It doesn't matter if you did it on accident or didn't on purpose. Um, I don't know why you'd go back in time and kill your grandfather on purpose, but but if you could go back kill in time, then you could go back in time and kill well, your grandfather. And if you went back in time and killed your grandfather, you would never be born. So this is uh, th this is the ultimate paradox. Now you can say the the only explanation for that is the universe won't let you. You know that that you know no matter what happens, it's you won't. You know you'll you'll go to shoot your grandpa in the head and you'll trip over a twig and accidentally blow your own head off. Right? You know. Um, it's whatever it may be or 
the only other ex I guess I shouldn't have said the only explanation, but one explanation is that I guess another explanation is when you get very deeply into the multiverse idea. That you know that then you've right. So then, in essence, I guess you've destroyed a universe, but it's just one of you know. Oh yeah. In incalculable millions of universes. Of universes. Yeah. So it's all done. But it still doesn't work because how did you do it? How did you come back? You know, it, so you can try to dispel it with the multiverse theory, but not really. And it, because again, I mean, the, the more simpler, the, the, the simpler explanation, which still doesn't make a whole lot of sense, is the idea that just, well, the universe just won't let you do it. It, it, it won't let you undo yourself. Now, one of the things a while ago that made me want to do this show was, I know you're not a big movie guy. Do you see Avengers Endgame, Dorf? Okay, okay, good, good. I thought you did. But I like in that... I did. I did. Right on. I have seen Very cool. I have seen most but of the modern Marvel. I like it in that movie they you know they poke fun at the Holly you know they're a Hollywood movie doing time travel but they poke fun at other Hollywood movies doing time travel. So that is I thought it did actually raise a legitimate question which one and of course the answer could be none of them but that's not the fun answer. But which one of all these great time travel movies or great time travel books makes the most sense which one does bring out the you know the idea of what would it be would it be like back to the future where you're going back and you are then altering the history of yourself and you know there's there's the you from 1985 in that case i know you know the you from 1985 and the you know the your parents from 1955 and the you know, going back and forth into all this. That's a, that's a, a good, good one, too. The most recent time travel movie I've watched outside of Endgame is uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, the fiance was a big fan of I, Bill I, and Ted I, made me watch it first time last year, and... I don't get it, but anyway, um, I, I, I'm a, I'm a big Wayne's World fan. Like I recall Wayne's liking World, Bill and Ted, but to be perfectly honest, me. I was a, uh, I think I was in middle school when the, <laughs> the last time I saw it, so so uh, I I couldn't speak to it too much. But if you look at Back to the Future, if you look at you know the way they do it in Avengers Endgame, or if you look at like the Terminator. All, all very different ideas of of what time travel would be. I mean, I guess Terminator uh, yeah. kind of looks at it as a method of ever-changing. It, it basically, well, I mean, Einstein said it was the fourth dimension. Terminator kind of does look at it like that fourth dimension. It's just another spot to be fighting their war in. You know, they're, they're fighting their war in, in, the, in the past, present, future, and in between. You know, they're just it's a it's a constantly ever changing um scenario but kind of with the same underlying ideas um 
Avengers kind of shows you that, no, no, that's not what it would be like. Because if you go back, if you go back in time, then now that's not your past, that's your future. Because you did it afterwards. So which which one would it be? But it's it's still the past, but it was never your past. But you can't change. You, you were still there. You were there in the future doing those things. So that past must have already happened. So that new past, that's somebody else's past. It's a different past. And now you're changing it, not for you, but for someone else. So I guess it's more of a multiverse idea, if you will. They don't call it that. Well, maybe they do call it that. I don't, I haven't, I don't have the script in front of me. But I, mean, I, I don't know which, which of those sounds the least insane to you, Dorf. <laughs> All these different, you know, ideas of... Uh, of 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 what it is to be uh to be a time <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> I, I guess I did. It, <laughs> I guess I guess this thing picks up more than I thought. <laughs> it's a good microphone. Bought bought for me by Dorf. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Malcolm. I actually haven't. Me is me a time travel. So I I'm gonna kind of stick to my the way I explained it roughly. Uh, my guess for Matthew McConaughey at current age, um, to see his daughter again, who's like a hundred five. 
so relative to you know assuming earth is your frame of reference she aged at a constant rate she was like 12 when you left so 100 years have passed but he had hardly gotten any older so that would be my prediction that could be the most accurate give you that insanely large gravitational field necessary to affect time mm-hmm. that slowed it down really earth and you know outside of the the being able to influence the the f- possible fourth and fifth dimension to communicate back- across great not backwards but across great distances that that you know outside of that which i'm i'm just, i don't understand i can't very cool no I, the, um the and this is the that idea that 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 requires light speed um, travel right or faster than light that speed would travel be my pick for the one that i think gets it the uh, closest to okay No, it actually doesn't. It, it actually just requires wormholes to exist. So they, at traditional, using, well, it's it's in the future, so rocket propulsion. It's it, it's just use rocket propulsion. Um, but it also, there's, there's cryos involved in it too. Um, uh, it would be a thing. So the way that it's explained, with the, the folks on camera, Josh, you may be in a different the way that it's explained in the the movie is so if if your time your time is here or in space is here, this piece of paper that you see, a wormhole. You how do you point A to point B? You to point A to point B is a straight line, right? So just across the paper. Well, a wormhole just takes your paper, that being your your distance, and folds it in half. So how you get from point A to point B. You know, they're now right on top of each other. That's that's the the theoretical concept of a wormhole observed. That's how it works. So that's what they're using to cover that great distance beyond our galaxy. Is that wormhole where it's this that cut? You know, that space time is folded in half essentially. Um, the math on that stand, oh, the math or the our our understanding of physics allows for a wormhole to exist. We just never have observed one. So in the movie, it's it just appears just beyond the orbit of Jupiter. I threw it. You know, find another place for you know the potential humanity could settle. It all goes wrong, but humanity still lives on because they end up moving into a space station that orbits near Saturn. I forget which, but either way. This is um your idea is to take a bunch of uh fertilized and fertilize another planet in the far off solar system. Um instead of finding a place to evacuate everybody, that's that's what the goal of the project is. Hey, you're you are referring to uh you know in the uh the Dune books, which supposedly a Dune movie is uh, uh or, or another Dune movie is coming out soon. But yeah, it uh folds space, you know, to to fold space. You know, can um, you know the for uh, for those of you nerds out there, we're talking to the internet, so I know there's plenty of Dune nerds out there who are um, you know know the know the Dune book. Yeah, no, great book series, of course. Well, the the movie's terrible. The '80s movie is the you know a, a, a mockery of everything, but the the books are fantastic. Right, but at least, yeah, 
Right, no, that's what I was going to say. At least in the case of Starship Troopers, the movie, yeah, I, I, I love, that's one of my favorite books. I'm a huge Robert Heinlein fan. But the the movie is nothing like the book, but the movie's still entertaining. At least, you know, there's, it's cool, it's fun. Uh, I, I think you get to see some nice boobs in it, as I recall. And, um, you know, they, uh, you know, blow up a lot of bugs and it's pretty cool. But the the Dune movie's basically unwatchable. I mean, it's it's just it's garbage. But um, yeah, I mean, the, yeah. But uh, Robert Heinlein and Frank Herbert, two of my favorite authors, they definitely uh, delve into these subjects. Very interesting. Very very brilliant guys. Really, you know. I mean, storytellers. Yes, you know, amazing storytellers, but brilliant science and science fiction minds as well. Um, so I guess that brings us to, you know, we kind of, we've touched on parallel universes. We touched on the, you know, um, different potential methods of time travel, wormholes, things like that. Um, on our last episode of, on, um, yeah, on our on our lost episode, I'll just say that I don't want to say anything. Get this one banned too. Um, but on our lost episode, we mentioned that we wanted to potentially in the future do a show on Fermi's paradox and the Drake equation. Now, if you put time, yeah, oh for sure, I'd love to. But if you put time travel into that mix, it actually. <laughs> makes both of those ideas um it takes them off the charts you know that that's not even factored into the drake equation that time travel is possible but if time travel is possible then the drake equation just multiplies exponentially and yeah and fermi's paradox then becomes a major for a major paradox which leads back to my you know initial point of where the hell are all the time travelers? Um, because, you know, it's just where are all the aliens? Where are all the time travelers? Where are all the time traveling aliens? If if these things are true, because now you've taken the, the millions that supposedly should exist through the Drake equation, and now it's millions from every year <laughs> of all time, basically, you know, should be here at some point. I have, I have never read it, so. another one that would be a fun no, show to do at some point. I would so. need to do more research on this one. I don't know where you're at on it, Dorf, but um, is uh, CERN the uh, yeah? But um, CERN would be a fun show to do, and there are there are whispers of a lot of crazy things going on at CERN, opening up portals to hell. And um, you know, uh, weather experiments. Well, that that would probably be some of the tamer things that you'd say about CERN is, you know, the weather experiments that we certainly know they have definitely done. Uh, but people wonder if CERN is is toying with this idea of time travel. And I'm making all these wild assumptions about, well, if time travel was happening, this and this and this would would happen but as we stated at the top of the show i don't know maybe they're just constantly changing everything we don't know it 
because it's just constantly being pumped into our heads and you know it just it's it's ever moving from one side to the other so i don't know i don't know um switching gears here a little bit um dorf are you familiar with the the john the john titter thing at all the kind of the crazy thing with john with john titter was a guy who showed up on uh internet message boards in 2001 i believe this guy claiming he was john titter no i'm not and he said he was a time traveler he said he was from 2036 and that the big American Civil War in his time was going to start in 2004. And that then the riots and the way he put it was a, a Waco event happening once a month um, would then eventually culminate in the United States crumbling in 2015. But he was trying to fix that. He was back in time trying to fix it. And of course, people think, oh, okay, this, you know, I don't know if we were using the word troll yet in 2001 um, on the internet. Probably not. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe not. But people were saying, oh, come on, this guy's, uh... well, I don't know. The old Weird Al Yankovic song mentions trolls even back then. So, um, well, not, I, I don't, not I don't, current use, no. I don't read spam and I don't feed trolls. Um, the, um, all about the Pentiums. Oh, all, all about the Pentiums. Classic. Classic. Parody of All About the Benjamins. All About the Benjamins. I don't remember that one. Oh, that's, that, that is a classic. That's, a, that's a classic song. Uh, YouTube that one what's later. That, what's that a parody of? Because unlike us, Weird Al is still on YouTube. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, 2001 this guy john titter is around you know he's saying all this stuff most people are saying it's nuts he claims you know like i said he's from 2036 he's got to try to fix this although he can't really fix it because according to him you know all the different john titters are going back and only you know if maybe a few of them will actually succeed in in their own multiverse and what he claims is that he's there in 2001 to get an IBM 5100 computer from 1975 to okay to get to get this piece of a computer and he so he's trying to pick this thing up he says that there was this um this piece in it this part in this computer that basically made it so it would read basic i'm you know me dorf i'm not a computer guy but this piece that was intended to read basic and it didn't work so then they took it out shortly after that shortly after its first release but that he needed this piece so he could basically do something in 2036 stupid guy messing with everybody right i mean sounds ridiculous probably is ridiculous but what was kind of weird about it was that, you know, he said, okay, I got my IBM 5100. I'm going to jump back to 2036 now. Wish me luck. 
This is it. No one ever heard from him again. The weird part is that that information later was revealed. And it was true. Nobody knew that at the time. That these 1975 computers had this piece that read BASIC. And one of the old IBM bigwigs kind of came out and said, this is basically a quote, quote, but I am paraphrasing. I don't have it in front of me. He basically came out and said, listen, I have no idea if this guy's a time traveler, but what he said is true. And there was literally maybe 20 people that knew that. Maybe 20 of us. Maybe 20 of us ever, ever knew ever knew that fact. Now, maybe he was just some uber nerd who had one of those already and dissected the hell out of it. Probably a, a better scenario, right? Than, you know, than he's a time traveler from yeah, 2036. More likely possibility, yeah. But they're mixing this with a few other things, and it's really a pretty curious situation. Um, he He knew a whole bunch of information that he really shouldn't have known, whoever he was. Or hell, maybe he was one of those 20 people, and he so was trolling everybody. Shakespeare, is Shakespeare a time traveler, or is Shakespeare a collective of writers who all run under one pen? Yeah, Francis. he knew way too much about other places he had never been to. Right, yeah. And he was a, you know, a, a low IQ, a, a, a low IQ, um, you know, low-level actor at the time. No, I know a lot of people think uh, he's fr he was Francis Bacon, was Shakespeare. A lot of people believe. Sir Francis Bacon, the the Shakespeare Society, vehemently disagrees with that and says, you know, how how elitist can you be to say that God forbid, you know, this low level playwright was just good at what he did, you know, <laughs> just talked to people and had a way with words, and you know, just just because he didn't go to high colleges or big colleges and have um, you know, have a bunch of money and. Stuff that, that doesn't mean that he couldn't uh, be a good playwright. But, no, that, that'd that be a great show. Actually, back in the day on uh, on the Empire Media, on the X-Cast, on Deep Issues, I believe, uh, we we did a show on Shakespeare, or at least touched on it here and there. be fun to do that again. Um, This, this John Titter guy, though, he then um, mapped out a schematic. Well, way over my head, above my pay grade. He mapped out the schematic of, and he showed a picture of his time machine, which was this like kind of just clunky looking thing, supposedly. And he mapped out a schematic of the computer that he used to do it. And again, strangely enough, it was right. <laughs> when they when they've had top people analyze it, it was his. Dude's schematic was like it, it was spot on, and again, probably just a smart dude with too much time on his hands. But kind of interesting, kind of curious. This whole John Titter thing. Now to make it even crazier, there are people that believe that John Titter was actually none other than Donald J. Trump. If if you if you heard this at all about the uh, about uh, 
Um, it, no, it, it could be, but if you if you heard anything at all about the uh, Donald Trump time traveling thing. Well, I mean, okay. Do you um, when when Tesla died, when Tesla died, Nikola Tesla, when Nikola Tesla died, um, they sent in a top aide from MIT to take all of his research personally, take all of his research and take it and study it in hopes the U.S. government was hoping that it could potentially be weaponized. But that person that they sent to research it happened to be none other than MIT superstar John Trump, the paternal uncle of Donald Trump. And some believe that he potentially gained control of he was definitely a brilliant man that he gained control of some of these uh, time traveling capabilities and passed them on to his beloved nephew, Donald Trump. Crazy theory, yes. I'm just I'm just throwing it out. There are people out there talking about this. And are are you, are you familiar with the uh, the uh, the bear? <laughs> <laughs> all things i believe um <laughs> no but uh are, if you it's this is i bring this up to you know to jest a little bit but also it it is very kind of eerie and weird have you ever seen the the baron trump books the books written uh there's some books written in between 1890 and 1900 uh, Baron Trump and his marvelous underground journey, Baron Trump and his little wonderful dog, Bulger, and then Baron Trump appears in one more book by that author called The Last President. Those, book, those books were written between the 1890 and 1900. They're children's books. Um, and it's about a young boy named Baron Trump who's time-traveling bouncing around to uh, different areas, fixing things, up to and including the last president of the United States, who comes about after the country is extremely polarized and nobody can get along. So the last president dismisses everything. Um... I mean, weird stuff, right? Weird stuff. Um, in 1958, there was a show. I wrote it down here because I couldn't remember it. Hmm. 1958, there was an episode have, of the show Trackdown. Is, is that it? If, if true, wild. Um, where is it? Shit, I hope I'm not saying that right because I thought I wrote it down, but I didn't. But I believe the show was called Trackdown. show about a Texas Ranger who, you know, walked you know, traveled the old west. And in that episode of that show, there is a crazy time traveler who comes and visits the old western town and tells them that their town is going to blow up that night unless you let him take over and he will build a wall 
around the town and save the town from what what is going to destroy them if the wall doesn't protect them. That character's name was Trump. Probably just a coincidence. Most likely just most likely just a coincidence, but very strange that in 1958 there was this I mean what a weird I mean that is weird though, right? That you know there was this I would hope so. If is If the character's name was something sure, like sure. Snuffleupagus or, or something like that, and it appeared in all these different places, I'd give it more credence. But it's just, oh, I agree. And as someone who always says I do not believe in coincidences, this I do admit is it's much more likely a coincidence than anything else. But it is weird to see a character named Trump, who is this snake oil salesman who comes into town, and convinces uh, the people that um, they have to build a wall or else, and that he's the only one that can do it. Um, very strange. I actually, I actually watched watched the episode um, from this show I'd never heard of. Um, it, 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 it was interesting. Um, so between that, you know, last president, Baron Trump, and his marvelous underground journey. Um, interesting. The Simpsons predicting Donald Trump would be president. Kurt Cobain predicting Donald Trump would be president. Richard Nixon predicting that Donald Trump would be president. Now, maybe they're just all smart and just saw the writing on the wall that Donald Trump would be president, and they were right. But it's it's kind of a weird grouping of things to predict such a thing, you know, if you think about it, you know. Nixon predicted it, I want to say, in the around 85, early to mid-80s. Uh, Cobain predicted it in 93. And The Simpsons had a couple of things predicting Trump as president, as I recall. And also the first female president preceding him. In, in The Simpsons, it was Lisa Simpson. But, um, but you know, uh, just kind of... Just some different things. If, if people want kind of a fun weird rabbit hole to go down maybe i just opened one up for you maybe you think it's ridiculous and just good chance you're right very good chance you're right but um some of this stuff was weird you know it, you know and i i'm not i don't necessarily buy into this but some people point out just the idea that you know donald trump it just seemed like how could this guy possibly win the presidency you know how he, he comes out of nowhere and challenges the two biggest political families, the Bushes and the Clintons, that have existed in decades, and he beats them both, and he makes, you know, gestures that make fun of retarded people, and he tells people he likes to grab women by the pussy, and somehow he still <laughs> manages to do it. Just kind of, kind of weird. Um, that, again, I am not endorsing this theory. I, I do not think Donald Trump was a time traveler. I already told you I don't even believe in time travel. But still something worth um, worth checking out, I think. You know, worth having some fun with, if nothing else. Could be could be a fun rabbit hole for somebody to go down. Um, another one, I barely have any information on this, but you, you ever seen the picture of the time-traveling hipster? No. 
You, you can just Google that one, Dor. Have you ever seen that one? Oh, that that's kind of a weird one. This uh, just just an old picture from I don't know when, old black and white picture, and there's this guy that looks like he's like just dressed in clothes from like the nineties. <laughs> just yeah, just it's just kind of a weird picture. There's a couple other weird pictures like that of um of uh you know Civil War era. There's one with a little kid kind of sitting there that just looks extremely out of place. Um, interesting things to to look into. But final question, I guess, or if time travel did exist, I'm giving you the DeLorean right now. I'm I'm just I'm tossing you the keys, the DeLorean. What would you do? Nothing. Wow, all right. Good man. Good man. I'm going to do all kinds of shit. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to go see dinosaurs. I'm going to go meet Moses. I'm going to um, go in way into the future. I'm going to mess some stuff up in there. I'm going to have some fun. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to mess around. I'm going to... I'll go... I'll go... I'll, yeah, I'll go... Yeah, I'll go kill Hitler just for the lulls. See what it does. <laughs> yeah, bring bring a newspaper with you. It's like That'd be rad. <laughs> just so you just you just roll like right before the Library of Alexander, right before it starts. You just roll there with like a a modern day fire extinguisher, and just. <laughs> 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 very cool very cool uh, you know what i forgot something though when it comes to the 
<laughs> that, that'd be cool too. You know, Dorf, that's another uh, potential show I'd love to do is the idea of alternate history as, um, as, as someone who, you know, that that's, that's my gig is to, to be a historian. I love, um, I love real history and <laughs> real history and the, uh, things surrounding it, primary sources, you know, true research. I love that. But I'm actually very fascinated with the straight ideas up, of alternate history as well. Of some of these, um, so some of these things that people say are, they're, they're very fascinating and, some of them um, have just as just as much potentiality for for legitimacy as some of what we believe. Many of the things that we write off as complete bunk and that's fake, the historians don't believe that, actually has far more evidence for it than, as you put, the Battle of Thermopylae. <laughs> you know? Right. Well, and and I I like that movie, and I like the graphic novel that it was based off of. But well, the one thing I thought was extremely made, dumb. Uh, yeah, no, it's an entertaining movie. Made a movie. I just did. And romanticized a romantic picture that was passed down in Greek pop. Um. The the and again, I can't. I wasn't there. I can't verify that how it happened. But it's entertaining. The actual entertaining story movie. that the Greeks right, passed down. They lost. Was way exactly. cooler than that movie. <laughs> it wasn't as glorious. Yeah, as it really movie. was. Like, yeah, no, there was no demons and <laughs> weird stuff. Like, the actual story was way cooler, man. Like, just, and I can see where advanced fighting tactics and superior training could, you know, could do this. You know, this is this is like um. Me and you, and you know, you you got you got it in on this. You you used to play collegiate football, you know. You like you call up, you know, a bunch of your buddies. Oh, yeah. You know, you get like two thousand of them. They're like, all right, we got to try to get through the defensive line of, uh, you know, I, I don't know the the, the Seahawks. Like, we'll, we'll eventually do it, but like, <laughs> how many of us are gonna get knocked out of bounds before we do? You know, a, a whole bunch of us. Yeah. 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 Numbers. Right. Number attrition and numbers will eventually, you know, as the Soviets proved in World War Two, is well, the the MG will have to barrel change a reload sometime. (laughs) Um, Number, you know, numbers will ultimately overcome skill in most warfare scenarios. Uh, you know, outside of very specific things or, you know, supreme air power, essentially. Um, <laughs> but, it, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, you even look at, like, uh, the dramatization of uh, the Marcus Latore, the, the lone survivor, where <laughs> Mark Wahlberg, who's all of, what, like, five foot seven or five foot eight, pays, like, Marcus Latrell, who's, like, six foot five. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah, no, I know, like, I know. That is, is a, and I like those uh, movies, but he's a terrible example. And by the way, Tom Cruise uh, claims he is five, six. six. Jack Reed, Most six, reports six. say that, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, with, with, with hella lifts in his shoes, he's five, six. Um, 
so we'll 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 see about that. I actually I'm heard sure. somebody on the radio a few years ago saying I I was standing next to him as an extra on one of you know Mission Impossible seventeen or whatever. And she was like, yeah. she was like, I'm five five and I swear I was taller. You know, <laughs> 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 like, like she was like invisibly taller, like visibly tall. But actors are notoriously short, though. Yeah. A lot a lot of actors are short. Um, one thing I want to throw in that I that I left out before we uh, we can wrap this up if you want, Dorp. But another thing with the crazy, and I know it's crazy, Donald Trump theory is in the Back to the Future movies that say that the, the character of the time-traveling Biff is so, many believe is so very much based on Donald Trump. Now the the this this Biff character, watch. I watched, I watched the original Back to Future like once. Like I um I watched ago. that. One of the reasons that this Never this uh so this topic was in my head was I watched this with my kids. I watched Back to the Future last week, and it it had been a minute since I had seen it, and um. I actually had the thought as I was watching it with, you know, a 15-year-old, an 8-year-old, and a 6-year-old. I was thinking, this might very well be the best movie ever made. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but I was like, wow, this is, like, really a movie that um out there. So if you haven't seen Back to the Future in a minute, it actually does stand the test of the time, pardon the pun, and you should check that out. But uh, that's all I got for you tonight, Dorf. So uh, if, uh, if you want to take us out... Or if you had something else to add, either one is fine with me. No, I, I really don't. And you know what? I've already hit our music and uh, not redoing hmm. it. So anyway, thanks for joining us here on this 29th episode. Yes, if you're counting, 28 is forever going to list and live as a lost episode. So episode 29 here, that's going to wrap it up. All right, see you all next time.